Welcome, everybody, to episode 107. 107 of these, Malik. Do you know which number you were when you came on a couple years back? I must have been, like, one of the first few. I think think maybe, like, 10 or 11. I think so, too. I think you were around 10 or 11. Uh, But a lot's changed. We're no longer in the basement. Nope. We have a little bit of a different studio. We got different mics. We got different cameras. We got... Different technology. I can look directly at you. We yeah. don't have to be looking side to side anymore. It's a uh, lot's changed. It's awesome. So, and uh, but a lot's changed. But in the same sense, not much has changed. Same old, same old, same old, same old issues. Mm-hmm. I'm having you on for a similar reason. Yep. Because um, first of all, it's a great excuse to get someone like you, like that. I don't get to talk to that much. Yeah. Back on, I love to find like what people know a lot about, and then use that as an excuse to constantly. Yep. Keep in touch because otherwise, like, who knows when the next time I talk to you again is. But also, there's a lot. There's a lot going on in the present media yep. that we want to talk about. 100%. And uh, I'm going to turn it over to you as someone that can explain yourself. And then I just want you to say, like, I guess who you are, where you're from, and where what your perspective is. Yeah. And then we can we can ride. All right. Awesome. Um. So I'm I'm Malik, obviously. Um, born and raised in, in Medford. Known you, might, how long have I known you for? Geez, since at forever. least second grade, maybe. It feels like forever. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I'm I'm Palestinian, Palestinian American. All right. My parents came here in the '90s during the one of the first uh, sort of uprisings where it got super violent. So they came here. I still have a lot of family back home, and we'll definitely get into the different regions of for sure where everything is happening. Just graduated college back in August. So that was that was fun. Mm-hmm. Now I'm, so where did you graduate from? Wentworth. Wentworth. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Now I'm super st- genius. Yeah, I'm stuck in the matrix now. <laughs> stuck the in the matrix. Oh my. Working the nine to five. Yeah. At least we both graduated though. We did <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I know. I don't think a lot of teachers thought we'd do it. We were in the class. Miss, Miss Lapori, <laughs> Miss or Senor Diaz. Yeah. Senor Diaz definitely did yeah, not did not think that we'd be. <laughs> Doctor Brandel definitely thought I was going to be a failure. She was my <laughs> chem teacher. They're all wrong. They didn't know you though, man. No, they don't know. Under all that sleeping and everything, I was, you know, I had something going on. Very intelligent person. <laughs> Very. Um, but like you said, nothing, nothing has changed. It's the same old cycle, and it's going to keep repeating. All right. This is. I'm, I'm now. I'm talking about the wars and, and everything that's going on in Palestine and Israel. Yeah. Let's let's start off with the basics, right? You got Palestine, right? Here's the shape of it. Yes. Right. You you had that chain on. Last I've time. had it oh, forever, man. It's a beautiful. beautiful and necklace. thank you. There's a small sliver that borders the Mediterranean in Egypt. It's called the Gaza Strip. It houses 2.1 million people. 50% are under the age of 18. And it's smaller than Manhattan, right? And then there's the West Bank. The West Bank borders Jordan, right? Um, Within the West, West Bank, there's three areas, area A, B, and C. And I forgot which areas it is, but basically it's like area A is under 100% Palestinian control. Area B is like Palestinian and Israeli control. So 50-50. Mm-hmm. Area C is total Israeli control. But there's still Palestinians living in there. They just sort of restrict who goes in and who goes out. Right. Within the West Bank, so within all three of those areas, there are settlements. Israeli settlements, right? Um, and then there's the whole, in the middle, there's like the rest, everything else. Outside of the West Bank is Israel, right? Yep. So let's say your house is a West Bank, right? Let's say some person comes into your bathroom, sets up shop, gets a bed, starts living in there. That's a settlement. Right. They settled in, in your house, 
which is still technically your area, but that small sliver of land, that belongs to them now. Okay. And there's nothing you can do about it because you'll just get killed. Interesting. Right. Okay. So here's what happened. Back in 2006, um, the West Bank has a certain government. They're called the PLO, Palestinian Liberation Organization. They're more you know, friendly with the West, more about uh, better terms with the Israelis, um, in the UN, all that stuff. So yeah. they're very diplomatic. A little more, yeah, politically exactly. correct of a, yeah. of a group. And Gaza, the Gaza Strip, which is on the other side, mm-hmm. you got Hamas, H-A-M-A-S, um, which is actually an abbreviation. A lot of people don't know that. I saw that it was all capitals when yeah. I was like, doing some minor research. I, yeah. I saw it was all what, um, Do you know what it stands for? Is that is it relevant? It's... It's in Arabic. It's the abbreviation is like the same Hamas. Okay. I forgot what it actually stands for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but in tra- it actually translates perfectly to like the same exact letters. Oh, wow. um, but yeah, so there's Hamas, right? Think of it as like the Republican government or something, right? I'm just yep. Democrats on this side, Republicans on this side, Republicans. Yeah. So the PLO Hamas. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. So you got Hamas. They have their militant wing, um, and a lot of people get this super wrong. So Hamas isn't like military. It's just the actual government. Right? Okay. They have their own military wing. This is just getting more into the specifics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like they got a bunch of them. There's like Qassam Brigades and uh, Zadid Brigades and a bunch of other brigades, right? Which is yep. like their military wing. Basically, what happened was <clears throat> last Saturday, Hamas launched an insane, insanely coordinated surprise attack on Israel. Um, the, the way they did it, the way they executed the whole thing just shocked the whole world. Even I was shocked. My whole Everyone I knew was shocked. Yeah. Right. Because I was just going to mind if I go ahead. So I've heard a lot about how shocking this was. Yeah. And, you know, there's a bunch of thoughts on this. But what was I guess that there's two ways that this could be shocking. Mm -hmm. One way is it being how is it possible that they could pull this off? Like not thinking they were capable of it, like in a sense of like in the in the Hamas sense. Like, how did they do that? Exactly. And then but the other version of the shock is how did. So you, you is like assuming that they're not capable and being like, how did they let that happen? Exactly. So which shock is, is it like a little bit of both? Is it's, it like, it's how did both. they pull that up? But why did that happen? Is it like, yeah. just, is it just such a shell shock that you can't it's, even like, it's figure insane it out? because um, it's a little bit of both. Like okay. you said, the, the way they, they executed it was just, you know, I hate to say the word, but it was genius. Right. So, and I'll tell you why it's because Israel has a smart wall, Right. You know, remember when Trump was blabbing about his yeah. border wall with Mexico? Yeah. This yeah. is—they actually have a wall that surrounds the whole Gaza Strip. Oh, really? It's a smart wall with sensors, unmanned, automated machine guns. So, if anybody gets close, you'll get shot. Because um, nobody's allowed in or out. It's an open air prison, right? And we'll get into that in a, in a little. Interesting. Um, they have an underground concrete wall that goes down an undisclosed amount, right? So you can't like dig under it. They have, you know, regular border patrols, half their army is there. Like, it's it's insane. Wow. Right? Okay. Um, but the way that Hamas got over the fence was using paragliders. Right? Yeah, I heard about they, this. Wasn't they, like they a, took like a, off. Like a party? Yeah, there was a, there was a festival. festival. Paraglided. Paraglided in. Right? Which was just... Wow. Like, like how do you even like, think of that? That's so crazy. scary. Um, and then they, once they got over that and overran the Israeli bases, the outposts that were on the border, they overran it, they took it over and allowed the other reinforcements to break through the fence with like bulldozers and everybody just started like spewing it. Wow. Right. From there, they, um, 
you know, the war happened, this is the war began, uh, current rates for Israeli death toll is around like 1400, right? Which is the most since the Holocaust. Yeah. Right. And usually between skirmishes between, you know, the Israelis and, and Hamas, there's always going to be a lot more Palestinian deaths, right? Yeah. And that's also another thing we have to get into. Yeah. But on the Israeli side, there's, there will only be like 10 deaths, maybe 50 deaths at max, a few injuries here and there. So this having like... 1500 dead within one, one day, is just baffling. On top of that, we'll go to the other point. How did the Israelis let that happen? Yeah. Right. You have the most sophisticated um, security system uh, in terms of like CIA. They have their own version. I was going to say like physical or yeah. like intelligence. Sort of both. They have, you know, they're tapped into the phones of Hamas what, with, you know, surveillance, surveillance, um, their security agency, their own version of like the CIA, the FBI, they have their own. Um, super secretive, like they'll tap into like anything, right? Um, they they helped develop the Stuxnet virus, which took okay. out Iran's nuclear program. So you obviously you have some sense wow. of their capabilities. Yeah, you have you know trained. The whole country is trained for for war. There there's a conscription based draft system thing. Yeah, I was gonna say, isn't like the, their countrymen are their yeah brother exactly. Aren't. Okay. Um, so everybody's you know required to serve, and this is like actual Western training with Western weapons, advisors, technology. Yeah. Versus a group of, you know, a group that has AK-47s, no Air Force, no Navy, nothing. So, and for them to breach through the Gaza, the the border in Gaza, and attack and go so far deep into your territory and to take out high-level commanders and do so much is, how do you guys not see that coming? Yeah, it's, um, I heard a example, I've been listening to podcasts, yeah. um, and I heard someone say, it's obviously there's not like the years and years of conflict behind it, but imagine like if Mexico just like exactly came in and was messing up American like yep. like Texas or New Mexico, like yep. an area that like you know used to be theirs or whatever, and then like and like got away with it and exactly. like did it. It's like we wouldn't even be able to fathom how that's possible. Yep. Just so much superior in every way, at least perceived. <clears throat> Yeah. And um or maybe it's like what other reason could there be? Exactly. Um so there's more to that, but that's uh, just to give like that's how, that that was a good like connection for yeah. me being like all right, well, how impossible really was it to like well, imagine if Mexico like yep. bombed El Paso. Yeah. It's like what? And imagine like, we had like a crazy border wall from, yeah. from imagine Trump got his wall and then exactly. a week later they were like, yeah, yep. here we go. So and crazy. It, it's insane how they, they pulled it off and didn't even see it coming. And we found out later that um, there were U.S. intelligence reports that Hamas was actually planning something. Got the Egyptian president, their intelligence services sort of notified the Israelis that Hamas was also planning something. So from here, we sort of dive into like conspiracy theories of did Israel allow it to happen in order to, to invade Gaza and basically massacre Hamas, the government. Yeah. Yeah. So, like I said, that's more of like the conspiracy theories. Yeah. Obviously, it's not confirmed, but which that's I, what... I'm I'm all in. Yeah. On conspiracies, I love <laughs> I love hearing them. Not that I'm all in on like that's the facts. Like yeah. I would never say to someone that's a fact, mm -hmm. but I love hearing them because the frequency at which they're like, you know, like you can't just never doubt anything. Yeah. You have to put some doubt in the air, and so no, so that no one can just be crazy and go unchecked, like exactly. a guy like uh, Netanyahu. Like you can't like. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? But, like, you need to ask the question because there's totally a valid question yep. to be asked. And, and to add to that, Netanyahu, he was losing support in his party and the country. 
there were mass protests against him, right? I think half the country at one point was protesting against him. Yeah. Reservists were ripping up their draft cards saying they don't want to serve under Netanyahu. So, you know, the conspiracy theory is did Netanyahu allow it to happen to sort of reunite Israel? So, that's... Which is the similar conspiracy theory to 9-11 with yep. us. It's like, how did that happen? Well, you know, and the most... And if you, if you ask my dad to this day... When is the most united you've ever seen the country? He'd say the year following 9-11. Yep. It's like a way to bring people together yep. in a sick way. Who know? And again, like, unlikely that that that, that would be like the, the way that people want to go about things. But that's like in a world where crazy stuff can happen, you just need to ask the question. Yep, it needs to be on the table. You can't like just sweep these things under the rug. Mm-hmm. It's not fair. To like you know the people that pass, you know it's not fair yeah. to um a lot of innocent and a lot of like it's not just people that pass like people that have to go through all the trauma like yeah. people that are living beyond it like that's really who's like struggling yeah. right now. So continue. I don't know if I interrupted you. No, no, no. That was that was sort of the end of it. So you know that's going back to the main point. You know, yeah. first they pulled off a crazy sophisticated attack. Secondly, how did the <clears throat> the Israelis not see it coming? Um. So, like I said, the death toll right now from the Israeli side is 1,500. You know, four hours later, on that same day, they started launching airstrikes into Gaza, right? This is where it gets sort of, like, bloody and, and deadly. Uh, I think right now the Palestinian death toll is 3,000. Right? Again, more than... More than double the Israelis, Israeli. which I'd say at least a crap ton of Palestinian civilians. Okay. Right? Um, and it's just been constant constant bombing to put into perspective the israelis have dropped more missiles in one week than the u.s did against isis in a year really right and obviously think of the comparison between sizes so imagine gaza the size of manhattan versus a country of afghanistan one week versus a whole year yeah amount of bombs dropped right um and it's i mean this is sort of you know this is like indiscriminate bombs right yes. just dropping missiles and imagine two million people in the size of manhattan right that's just it's just messed up yeah so it's kind of it's kind of especially like indiscriminate like that because like you almost can't be discriminate in such a yeah. small area you just drop like it's like it's all kind of just as dense it's yep. like really densely packed area and it's like oh hello got a little bit of issues oh no we're good so cool. just to give people some perspective too on um like Israel, Palestine, like how, like the size of this country is like New Jersey. It's like yeah. a little bit bigger than New Jersey. Like maybe like, uh, am I wrong? Like, I think it, no, it's, it's definitely a lot bit, smaller. Actually. Smaller than yeah, New Jersey. Yeah. Like that, uh, really? So yeah. it's like, it's the whole, so, this whole country is probably smaller than New Jersey. Gaza so is smaller Gaza's than, small. sm- smaller than Manhattan. Yeah. Island. So it's like, we're talking, a very small, I mean, obviously, like, you know, it fit, like, plenty of people, but yeah. a very small area is, like, where all this is going on. Yeah. Like, you can, the ramifications are, like, very, ma- like, tangible for everyone living. Yeah. It, like, it's not like someone's safe in Gaza right now. There's No. There's no one safe in Gaza. No. And uh, I feel like that's, like, it's even smaller. Wow. Like, I didn't even know. I had yeah. no idea. Like, like how, you can see Manhattan in one, if you take a photo from you a high, you take, you'll see all of Manhattan. It's the same thing for Gaza. Yeah. So, uh, you personally, what is, like, is there any impact with you, like, with your family? Like, is your family okay? Like, is everything- Yeah, my my family is in the West Bank. 
Okay. Um, so that side right now is somewhat safe. Okay. Um, obviously, you know, there's settlements there. There's raids every night. Um, the same day it happened, um, the Israeli forces sort of like came down from their settlements and uh, went into the cities surrounding the settlement. They killed like two kids from my village. I didn't know them personally. I'm mm-hmm. sure people knew them. Yeah. Um, the just overnight they killed another seven throughout like the whole West Bank. So it's they actually they shot one kid right in the head, sixteen year old kid. When their dad went to go get the body, they shot the dad. Right. Mm-hmm. So as you can see, it's sort of like it's messed up. Yeah. And. You know, you, people want to ask, like, okay, why is this all happening, right? Yeah. And you can spend hours trying to explain the whole thing from start to finish. Yeah, right. Um, maybe some some little background, actually. So, World War Two ended, right? People, you know, the Jews didn't want to be in Europe, obviously, because of the Holocaust and all the atrocities committed against them. So, where, where are we going to put them? We're going to go, we're going to welcome them to, it was called the British Mandate of Palestine, because the British Empire still controlled it at the time. Yep. So, we put them in Palestine. A bunch of wars happened. The Israeli, the Israelis, yeah, they started uh, taking the land um, to what it is now today. Yeah, right? this is after like multiple, multiple wars. Yeah, I think it was like three or four. Um, at the same time, let's now we're in the present day. You have in Gaza specifically, like I said, open air prison. Nobody's allowed in. Nobody's allowed out. There is a certain mile in the ocean to where fishers can actually go. If they yeah. go past that sort of blockade. The Israeli Navy will shoot it. So why why is that? That's just just how Israelis do it. That's just how it is. Like it's a blockade, yeah. In in Gaza specifically. Yep. It's just like basically it's just like an open air prison. You're exactly. just not allowed to do what you want, but on your grounds. Yeah. Not allowed to leave. Not allowed to leave. I mean you can go through like the there are there's two borders, one with Israel. Um some people that work some Gazans, I guess, that work in Israel have special permits that allow them to go in and out. Mm-hmm. But obviously, you have to go through a pretty hard process yeah. to get that. And, and it's only a select few. So as you were uh, just <clears throat> ge- geographically, <clears throat> like the West Bank, yep. Gaza, like where would it be? Yeah, so you got, you got you know, the West Bank over here um, bordering Jordan. Yep. Syria, right? Closer to Saudi Arabia on that yes. side. Then you got Israel right in the middle. Right, and then you got a small sliver of land bordering Egypt, Sinai Peninsula, just a tiny bit, yeah, and the Mediterranean Ocean. Okay, all right, right. I, I can like see it now. Um, so, what do you feel? I guess like now to get more because you've given us a very logical, yeah. like open answer feeling, but are not even feeling uh, just facts. You've yeah. given us a lot of facts. Like personally, like what do you feel in terms of like you know living here? Like, obviously, here, you know, 90% of people here are calling the country Israel. Yeah. You know, like, there's, and that's, like, uh, there's, like, a subconscious backing of Israel yeah. for people that are here and, um, you know, never really thought about it. Like, me, yeah. I grew up with you, which is, like, one of the greatest benefits of my life because I've always, mm-hmm. I've always called you Palestinian because you yeah. called yourself Palestinian. So, for me, I, like referred to the to to it as palestine my whole life i just always have so is there like a weird i guess like a conflicting feeling is there like some anger um what do you feel like from over here it's not usually anger in terms of somebody says israel right i'm not gonna flip my flip my shiz yeah yeah go crazy yeah um sometimes i don't even say anything 
right? If it's, you know, one person saying it just for, you know, if it's mentioned somewhere, then okay, whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a lot of people just don't know, right? Um, and that's just how they were raised. For example, like, you know, we were raised together. Mm-hmm. You've known me forever. So you you know what Palestine is. Yes. You know, I'm Palestinian. A lot of people don't don't know that or they don't have any friends that are Palestinian or even Arab at that point. So, you know, when somebody says Israel, it's just like, okay, maybe they just don't know. Yeah. Right. And I don't want to spend like two hours trying to explain yeah, everything whole... from start to finish. Yeah. Um, if if somebody's Israeli, okay, they're Israeli, right? I'm not gonna say, oh, Israel doesn't exist, right? I mean, it's it's there. Yeah. Right. I had a coworker. I used to work at Raytheon, right? I had a coworker who was Israeli. I was like, oh, I'm Palestinian. And there was another guy in the office. He's like, all right, don't fight now. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a sick joke. That's um, so sick. And it's just you know, I didn't. Like, all right, cool. You're Israeli. I'm Palestinian. Nice. Yeah. Right? And that's like, you know, there's been, I, again, I was, I, I did a little bit of research, yeah. but I, I've heard that there were times, you know, maybe even like in the 1800s, whenever, um, where there was like majority of Palest- Palestinians in the area, but mm-hmm. there was like coexistence. Yeah. At some, at some point. At some points, yeah. like not, nothing's ever perfect, but yeah. like some coexistence at times when there was majority, when it was like a, considered palestine maybe before that time yeah. i guess um and and jews have been in the in the region uh, yeah. jews christians muslims they all lived in jerusalem i mean it's a holy site for all three religions this is another thing this is an, yeah. uh, a little bit more of like a softer point i wanted to get on with you um like what's up with this place like how it's is just, it like it's insane <laughs> it's the center of the world yep in a lot of ways, like mm-hmm. the three, it's the three major religions, correct? Are all, yeah. all of our major holy sites. Jesus was born, born and died. Like, um, like the, uh, there's many, other the, the, the prophet, the, the peace be upon him. He descend, ascended to yep. the heavens from um, that. Descended to heavens. From Muslims that. used to pray in that direction back in the day. Now yep. we pray towards, uh, Mecca and Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Um, it's the third holiest site in, in Islam, right? So, you know, you got the Jews have their temple, temple mount or um i'm not sure what significance it's, they have but they have something there yeah i know they have the wall the western wall or the eastern wall one of them yeah something wall that they worship yep or do something uh, i'm not an expert on judaism yeah, yeah, but yeah, they yeah, have yeah. something there the christians have the birthplace of jesus the muslims have that so it's all oh, three world religions what, all in this one all in this one little place small little place i just don't really understand one, like how that's even possible. Yep. And then also the fact that the Christians aren't as involved in this, it blows my mind. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like that would be, you know, me knowing what Christians are throughout history. It's mm-hmm. pretty new, you know, as opposed to the other two. Yeah. Um, but my thought process is like, because of we, you know, our year, our calendar is based on like Christian, yeah. Christian religions, like. The mo- like maybe not the the widest spread anymore. I think it's Islam at this point. Like Islam of- is like the second largest religion. Or- it's getting up. There. Yeah, it's getting up there. It might even have more people than. But like Christianity, time to come to like- the dark side, Dan. <laughs> yeah, dude, hey, I'm down. I'm down. I gotta learn. That's nothing I gotta learn about is like the religions themselves. Yeah. Because I'm not even like Christian. Like I don't even. I don't even know like, yeah. what what to believe anymore. Um, I don't know if many people really do with like the amount that we have access to information yep. and like where science is at and where technology is at. What's your like 
religious views as of right now like uh being in the world and also you're like a big tech guy which a yeah, lot of times yeah. it, those don't always mesh which is funny but like yeah, yeah. uh i mean i mean I'm, I'm muslim yep um so you know i pray five times a day i i fast ramadan yes um i remember you fasting during school <sighs> dude during school it was dude, so tough that's the worst i remember you were so tired running teachers on your back i'm like dude I would be sleeping in class, and yeah. the teachers are trying to wake me up. I'm like, bro, let me sleep, man. Let me sleep. Let me just because you don't got to do this. this yeah. I don't, you know? So, <clears throat> I've definitely actually, personally, I've gone a lot closer to Islam over oh, nice. the last year and a half or so. Um, Any reason? It's No no specific reason. It's just like, I just, you know, some calling. Yeah. Um, I can't, I don't know how to explain it, right? I remember I had, you know, you remember Wade this year? Yeah, I actually, had, I saw that reel. I had him on, on YouTube. And he said, like, you know, obviously God is God yeah. is God. But, um, different God. But, yep. but he uh, said that there was, like, a veil. Yeah. Like, he was sitting on his bed one day and it just, like, hit him. Yep. And he was like, I have to, I have to strengthen that relationship. Yeah. Is there, like, a similar feeling for yeah, you? Yeah, a little bit. Just, um, like, you're not as all at once, but. It, it sort of came over time. Right. So, I, you know, I started getting closer to God and like I knew everything from from Arabic school and Islamic school and everything. But I was never like super, super practicing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I definitely started getting a lot more religious, learning more about the actual religion, you know, stuff to do, how to how to be a good Muslim. Right. Mm-hmm. That means like no, you know, no less swearing, which I'm sort of working on, <laughs> you know, no backbiting, no gossiping, you know, uh halal income so not taking any haram money so obviously if you're like a, a drug dealer um yo you don't want to that's take money. haram yeah i've heard that so much it means forbidden that's forbidden yeah like that that's that's not yeah. good that's yep. forbidden that's not yeah okay all so right drinking alcohol haram haram eating pork haram <laughs> i love haram haram is sick it's a sick way to put it yeah it's like that's not good and then yeah and then you have the halal which is permissible oh okay yeah so haram and halal they're Completely the opposites of one yeah. Another. So why is that? Is that just like how yeah. these things are classified? Yeah. So basically, it's like if God or the Prophet uh, said that this was haram, then we follow. It. For example, we don't eat bacon, right? Or pigs in general, they're haram. Why? Because within the actual pig, they eat like the the actual pig itself is disgusting. Yeah. Right? Totally. Um. I don't, I've never tasted it, so I don't know how it tastes. You never had bacon. I never had. I had turkey bacon. Yeah, not this, uh, it's close enough. That place, yeah. that place. So, you know, God or the prophet, I forgot who said it, but they said, you know, the pigs, they eat like trash. They do. Um, the way, whatever they eat is just disgusting. You don't want to put that in your body. Same thing with alcohol. It destroys your liver. Don't drink alcohol. It also changes your, your mind. Makes yeah. you do like dumb stuff. So don't touch you it. You know, I don't drink, Malik. So really? Maybe... maybe it's time, Dan. I'm on the road. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm on the road. Maybe yeah. I gotta take a trip to Mecca. I might go next year. So. I was gonna say, is that something on, on your mind? It's something on my mind. I was hoping to go in December, but prices are just crazy high. It seems like the most incredible place. Yeah. Like, just be, religion is like, it's so sad for me. Yeah. Because I haven't had that moment yet. Um, I'm very open to having, like, yeah. some God speak to me at some point. Yep. Um, obviously, like, I preferably it's my Christian guard because I know yeah. stuff about that. Like, I know what's going on. Uh, I'm very open to it. Yep. But it's just like, 
it's just not happening. Like maybe I'm not searching good enough or whatever. Because it's such an amazing and beautiful thing, and it yep. inspires so many people, and it brings people to the point of like even bad things. Like this whole this whole conflict is yep. like rooted in these things. But like you know, it's it's rooted in like passion, and the fact that it can drive that much passion. Yep. Also, this conflict as it stands today, yep. how much of it feels religion? I'd based. say very little of it is actually religion. Yeah, right? it used because, to it used to be the entire. I, I mean, a long back way, you know, a long way time back. ago, you had like the conquer of Jerusalem, and um, I forgot who conquered it. I'm sure random name Salahuddin probably conquered it or something. Um, so it's it's nowadays it's a lot less religion, more just politics, right? Because we have in Palestine, you don't have just Muslims. We also have Christian Palestinians, right? Right. Like I've seen, um, you know, there's churches in Palestine. There's churches in Gaza too. Right. So it's it's not religious. Right. We, do, we don't hate Jews. I don't hate Jews. Yeah. Right. I have, a, I have I don't hate Christians either. I mean, I, my grandma lives next to a bunch of Christians. Right. Jews. I, I did an interfaith event with with my mosque in, in the Temple of Israel in Boston. So it's it's not a, you know, anti-Semitic thing. Right. Um, it's just it's just an Israeli Palestinian thing. Yeah. And it's. It's Israel Israel launching raids into the West Bank and there's no Hamas in the West Bank. Right. So why are you why are you going to the West Bank and just shooting the place up? Yeah. Right. Why are you raiding it? Well, you know, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Uh in Gaza you have a blockade on the people, you have a blockade on, on land, they they don't have an international airport, so you can't fly out. Um all humanitarian aid is coming through Egypt. Um so when you have a bunch of people just Stuffed in a tiny box with no access to uh, electricity. Electricity back, you know, normal times before this war happened was only four hours a day. Right? Really? Yeah. Four hours a day. They don't know now they, there's no electricity. They cut it off. Wow. They control the water too. Oh, so when no. you have limited access to water, uh, electricity, food, uh, careers, right? Or even education. Obviously, people are going to get mad. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And, you, you know, you can sort of, people like to blame it on Hamas. Okay, this is Hamas, the government is doing this to you. Okay, that's that's one argument. But the second argument, right, is the Israelis are also doing it to you, right? So if you're a Palestinian and, um, you know, you're going up, you've been through, let's say you were born in 2008. You were born in a war, right? 2012, another war. 2014, another war, right? 2021, 20, another war. That was one the last podcast that we had. Mm-hmm. 2023, another war. So you've been through five wars already, right? So what is that? You're 10, I'm bad at math. Um, you're like 12 now or something? Yeah, you're about, if you're born, what'd you say, 08? 08. You're like 15. Yeah, 15. So let's say you're you're 15 now and you've already spent your life in five wars. You have no hopes in life because you, ha- you don't have college. Right, you have no food, no electricity, no water. The suicide rates are crazy over there. That's another interesting part, like the mental fatigue. Yeah, of uh, you've been through five wars, and how are you going to live with your life? Mm-hmm. Right, and you know you're growing up, and the only world power that's attacking you is Israel. Right, so I, you know, it, it sort of makes sense why people are so mad. You've grown, you've been through five wars, you're going through the shiz, and everybody's just, you know, what are you going to do with your life? Yeah, right. Yeah, so. It's you know back to the main point. It's not it's not a religious war. It's just a politics 
what do they call it? Political war, I guess. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, I guess, yeah, political war. It's definitely, it's definitely hard to put into, like, words. It's hard to, like, for, like, a media outlet to, like, yep. release this type of thing. I feel like there was a massive turn of the steering wheel in the media since when I first texted you. Yep. When I first texted you, it seemed like it was going to be, um, like, another one of these moments where, like, the Palestinians kind of get their name muddied. And I was, like, really nervous about that. I was nervous because a lot of people don't realize that, like, you know, not... It's like Palestinians does not mean Hamas. Yeah. Not, it's not at all... Well, it's not yeah. the same. Literally, like I said earlier, it's two, two different separate sides. things. And then... Same thing with, like, you know, a leader like Netanyahu does not mean the Israeli people. Yeah. That is not what that means. Yep. You know? And I feel like for the first time, like, in my life, the media actually has done a decent job because they've had to, t- to turn the yep. ceiling wheel so much. They showed a side, and now they're showing another side. Yeah. And I feel like we're actually getting decent debate on Isra- Israeli-Palestinian, like, yep. conflict. For the first time, like, in my life. Like, I mean, the last time I felt like it was very, like, negative And I was like, well, why are we so one-sided? Yeah. Nowadays, I feel like I saw a poll on one of the news networks that I don't trust. It was like, I think it was like f- like 40% of people were like, <clears throat> I am empathizing yeah. with even, like, Hamas, which is, like, crazy. Um, at least people are, like, listening. Yeah. You know, they're listening. Um, have you noticed that this time around? Uh, a little bit. A little um, bit? Um, More I mean, so it's, than typical. Thing is, for me, it's you know, majority of my friends are, are Muslim. They're Arab, so they already have a, they already picked a side. Yeah, right? of course. You know, they know they know me. They're they're either probably Egyptian or from any Muslim country, so they're going to be Palestinian fans. Yes, right. So. In the, in the media, I sort of noticed a lot more people, especially on Twitter, yes. um, that are you know sort of showing both sides now. Okay, what Hamas did was wrong. But why do they do that? Yeah. Right. And then what are we doing? What is this fallout yeah. now? Okay, like, maybe Israel has a, a right to defend itself. But to what extent? Because the way you're looking at it, you have a small amount of Hamas members that are dead. And you have 3,000 confirmed dead Palestinians in Gaza. So, you know, it's 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 nice to see that there's there's, you know, more people on both sides that are actually, like, showing both sides. Yes. Instead of just, like, a one-sided thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of people, okay, you know, if you're Palestinian, you're a terrorist. Seriously, yeah, that's crazy. I don't, do I have a suicide vest on? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I'm, I'm born and raised in America. Yeah, you know, great country. Yeah, me, I mean, when I compare myself to, you know, people in, in Palestine, I, I feel blessed. Yeah, I was gonna say, right? does it give you like a sense of appreciation? It, it, it gives that, me a like, sense of appreciation. Sometimes it's hard to have here, and it makes me it makes me sad sometimes. Yeah. Right. Because when I in 2021, when I went, I took my cousin to a high end restaurant in Palestine, and they had automatic um, water sinks, right? And he pulled out his phone and started recording it. I was like, "Geez, what are you recording?" And he's telling me, "Look at the sink. He doesn't have to flip a switch or anything. He just puts his hand under it and it comes up." Mm. We had those in in like McGlynn Middle School. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And this kid is like 16. It's like you'll find that time. at an Applebee's. Yeah. Like you know. You can find it in like the most bum gas station in the middle, yeah. bum f nowhere. You just, yeah. And this sixteen-year-old is the first time he's seen something like that. It's, it's crazy. Mm. And the, uh, that specific moment really puts stuff into perspective. For me. Yeah. We take so much stuff here for granted. 
that they don't even have back there. And when they see it, they're just amazed. Yeah. Um, sorry, what was the question? I uh, just was just asking, like, do you feel like a deeper sense of it? Oh, yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. not to, like, toot America's horn. Yeah. Like, but sometimes when stuff like this is happening, mm-hmm. I just, I like, think, I'm like, all right, listen. I haven't liked a president since Obama, but just in terms of, like, person like i like i like the person i don't know i'm not very politically involved obviously anyone that's listening to my podcast knows i know basically nothing um kind of but i like having a good representative as like a person like a like like, you know a voice that i can like get behind in the same way that i I, you know like a like a leader of my company like you know my company is a pretty charismatic leader even though i don't love the way that like they want me to do my job. I love, I love the person. I'll do yeah. it exactly like they said. Um, and it's the same way with a president. I haven't loved it, and yeah. and then in the same sense, I haven't loved. I definitely don't like any of the other branches we got. Yeah. Where like you can be nine thousand years old, Mitch McConnell freezing in the middle yeah. of a press conference. I don't like that either. That. And then I look around, I see all the homelessness, and I'm like, this sucks too. And like a lot in like LA, like there's so much homelessness. It's insane. Yep. It's like, why is this happening? The border crisis. And I'm looking around like this place sucks. And then something like this happens. Yeah. To like, to people, you know, like, like obviously yeah. yep. any, any of the Israeli people, you're like, Oh man. Like when it first happens, you're like, no, 1500, like what? And then you hear, what was it? You say 3000 now yeah. of Palestinians. You're like, Oh no. Like yep. there's just people fighting and they're above you. And you're just under mm-hmm. waiting to, like, either die or, like, just yep. hope praying you're not in the wrong spot. Yeah. And so, thank God we don't have to deal with that. Yeah, I mean, you know, thank God, we, you know, like you said, we see homelessness, we see border crisis, we see dumb politicians. But at the same time, you don't have bombs dropping over your head. Um, you don't have to worry if you're going to live to see the next day. Um, it's it's so like, like, that makes me sad. Right. Why do I get to have a blessed life while my countrymen, family members are, are under occupation? Uh, my sister-in-law's family has friend, family in Gaza. One of my best friends has family in Gaza. I know a lot of people that have family yeah. and friends in Gaza. So, you know, it's it's so sad to see that. Yeah. Um, and like to go back to another point, this has been going on for 70-something years, right? And I'll tell you why. Remember that 2008 scenario where you were born in 2008? Yes. Let's say you are born... 2000 let's say you're born in 2000 yeah 2008 your sister gets killed in an airstrike right that's mm-hmm. gonna traumatize you yeah that's gonna sure. make you mad who dropped that airstrike israel yeah right so once you get older you're gonna want to finally fight back right and that cycle keeps repeating so let's say you know you're born in 2000 let's say your brother was born in 2010 Let's say you die in 2023, right? Your brother's going to remember that. Yeah. And that cycle is just yep. going to keep, keep continuing and it's never going to end. Yeah. I also was just going to say, so this one, everyone says this when anything happens, mm-hmm. but this time just due to death totals alone feels different. Yeah. Um, is, is it different? On the Israeli side, it's very, very different, right? The, like I said, 1500 Israeli is that number we haven't seen since the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. Right. Even if any other, you know, major wars, it's only been a hundred or so. Right. On the Palestinian side, it's always been in the thousands. Um, 2014 was 2000 people. 2008 was another few thousand. 
So it's not like it's not all oh, three thousand Palestinians dead. I mean, it's not for me. It's not a shock. Yeah. Right. Because we're just so desensitized to it. This yeah. is like we expect this. Even when that uh, attack that Hamas initiated on last Saturday, in my head, all I'm thinking is, okay, the retaliation is going to be much, much worse. And you know, there's rumors that there's going to be a ground invasion into Gaza tonight. I mean, they've been saying that for the week, but it's gonna. I think it's going to happen eventually. Um, and that's going to be even more deadly. So it's just never-ending cycle of violence. It's just going to keep going, keep going, keep going. I wonder what the, like, because, you know, obviously the Palestinian response has been very similar, and it's like you get desensitized to this, and, like, Mm -hmm. this is just par for the course, again, for you guys. But since it is so different for, you know, the the, the group in power, like, now they... Like say they did, they were like okay with a like a, with a strike of some sort by Hamas. Maybe they weren't thinking fifteen hundred. Maybe in their mind they were like, you know, we lose a couple hundred again. Yeah, we fit, you know, and then we can go in. And then they got hit. It's and they were it's like, possible, like, and that's that's what I was thinking too. I'm like they they just killed you know fifteen hundred Israelis. Like, there's no way they wanted. That. Like back in 2012 or 2013, I think it was 2014 actually. Hamas kidnapped and killed three Israeli teenagers, right? Israel's response was a whole ground invasion into Gaza, right? So if you knew that Israel was going to invade you over the death of the deaths of three teenagers, three Israeli teenagers, then you must know that they're going to do a lot worse when you, if you kill 1,500 right. of them, right? right? So in my head, I'm thinking, I'm like, they, they, do they have something planned that we don't know about? Are they do they are they trying to get a ground invasion? What like what's going on? Are you what are your thoughts on Hamas? Like obviously, you know, you don't want to see people die. That's yeah. baseline. No one wants to see anybody die, be tortured, or lose family members. Hundred percent. That is always the goal for normal fucking people. Yeah. Then there's crazy people that, you know, want people to die. Like on both on any side of any war, any conflict yep. ever. There's crazy people and then there's everyone else in the middle that doesn't want anybody to die. Yeah. So but what were your thoughts as like, you know, you hear about this the day of and you're thinking like what what are your think thoughts on Hamas? Like before any retaliation, obviously that's probably the first thing you come to mind. Like, yeah. Crap, what are they gonna do back? But what are you thinking about them in that moment? I'm thinking like, what the hell are you guys thinking? Yeah, okay. right. It's, it's just, interesting because I'm wondering. Yeah, continue. I'm it's fine. just like, what, what are you guys thinking? Like, like I said, you you killed three Israeli teenagers in 2014, then and they invaded over that. Then you must know that if you, you launch this sort of attack, they're going to do a hell of a lot worse in terms of retaliation, right? So it's just like it it it, it baffles me. Is there like a I, I again like anger is not you. You're not an angry yeah. guy. But is there like an animosity? Is there like a, like a like a frustration part of it where you're like, oh, like like listen in a, in a war between two armies, go crazy, kill yourselves. Yeah, right. That's that's war. We've had war since the beginning of mankind. Yeah, right. And that's never gonna stop, right? So, what what I feel is is just utter sadness, right? Because like I said, we've seen this time and time again. We see the Palestinian civilians suffering. Uh, on both sides, even Israeli civilians, right? It's civilians dying just sucks. Yeah. Right? It's not going to get us anywhere. In in Islam, there, we have our own laws of war. Can't kill civilians, primarily women and, and children, being, you know, the most terrible yeah. thing that you can do. Yeah. 
um, obviously, if it's in a, if it's in a war, then it's you know it's fine because it's a war. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to innocent people that haven't done anything, then that's just messed yeah. up, All right? But it's just it's just sad to see civilians on on both sides suffer. So does Hamas not really follow that? Um... I mean, I, I want to say some do and some don't. I saw some footage when the war broke out. They they invaded a house in Israel, Hamas. And they said to the soldiers, leave her. She's a woman with kids. And they left her alone. Right? Another video I saw was these the group went into another house. The lady was home with her kids. And they're like, don't worry, we're not going to hurt you. They just sat down. They were actually super polite about it. It was, it was like funny in a messed up way. Because mm-hmm. the lady that was... That was her house. Yep. She even said it herself. She was like, they were super nice. They came into the house. I mean, they had RPGs and, and guns and balaclavas all over their face. And they sat down. They're like, don't worry. We're not going to hurt you. We're just chilling. They saw a banana. And they asked the lady, they're like, can I eat that banana? Like, may I have it? She's like, sure. Go ahead. They ate the banana. They I don't know, probably used the bathroom or something. And then they left. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, it's sort of funny in like such a weird way. Mm-hmm. Like you got your arm to the teeth, you can easily kill her and her two kids that were in the room, but you didn't. You just walk in, being mad, super polite, asked to eat a banana, chilled for a little bit, and then and then you left. Um, so I'm not saying that everybody is like that, right? There are, you know, like there's good apples, there's bad apples. So I don't, I don't know. It's, it was, it was weird. Do you find yourself looking at a lot of like the videos? I know some of them are like. Horrific. Yeah. Like, do you like consume a lot of that, or do you try not to? Um, I've I've sort of become like sort of desensitized to most of the footage. Mm-hmm. Most of my Instagram feed is, um, there's this one large Palestinian page that reports directly from Palestine. Um, oh really? So I've it's called Eye on Palestine. I can send you it on yeah. on Instagram after. Um, so I I've seen a lot of footage, and, and honestly, it's I've been seeing it my whole life. When I go there, last time I went in 2021, actually like a few weeks after we had our first podcast. I went to a protest. I, I don't know how I ended. I was eating dessert in the middle of the city, and then I just heard gunshots outside. So I go outside, and there's clashes and flashbangs going off. And tear gas. I tried tear gas for the first time. It sort of stung. Mm. Um, so that, that was – that's actually another, that's a funny story because when I got hit with the tear gas, there was some Palestinian grandma just chilling. She's sitting outside with a bottle of Coca-Cola. She's like offering me Coca-Cola. I'm like, I don't need Coca-Cola right now. I'm like dying from tear gas. <laughs> Apparently you're supposed to use Coca Cola to like rub out really? your eyes. Yeah. Oh, oh, wow! So, so it's, she was, she, you know, she, she's a hundred something. She she's seen it all, so she's yeah, yeah. She knows what to do. Um, but yeah, so. yeah. What do you? Uh, I know, like when literally anything happens, I listen to my parents talk. Uh, not just about like this idea. Actually, specifically not about this because they don't know anything. Yeah. But when it's like something in the country or like yeah. something politically, Republican, Democrat, I listen to my parents and like. Uh, I like to just hear how uh, wrong they are all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you feel like when you talk to some of your relatives, maybe people that are in the, not wrong, I don't want to be rude, but like people that are in the middle of it, you know, you, yep. they're picking a side because it's life or death. Yep. Do you like, what is that feeling like? Like, it's like you have to talk it's, to some family that's maybe yeah. supporting something that you might be like, well, logistically, and but then you know that's yeah. not valid to them. Yeah. The, the logistics. It, like it comes down life. to different perspectives right obviously growing up in america i 
have a completely different perspective from somebody who lives in Palestine. I see both sides. I have, you know, different mindset. And on top of that, I didn't grow up through that. Right. So I'm not, I'm not running around shouting death to Israel, stuff like that. Right. But there are people in Palestine who support Hamas or the other side of the government. Right. There are people who in Palestine didn't have it as, as hard as other people did. Right. So they might be, uh, PLO supporters, the Palestinian Liberation Organization, yeah, the more democratic, friendly Western government. Um, like my cousins, for example, some of them are PLO. And there's other people, obviously, in Gaza, right? They're, they see Israel attacking you, right? Then they're going to support Hamas, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's it comes down to how you grew up in completely different perspectives. Yeah. Do you feel like um, there is? Not do you feel like? Let me retract that. Is there like a PLO response because I feel like you know Hamas obviously taking so much forefront. Is there like yeah. a PLO like this? Has anybody said anything? Like, uh, I have like, no idea. Yeah, the, no the Palestinian president said, in a nutshell, what Hamas did was wrong. Right at the same time, PLO and Hamas hate each other. Yeah. So yeah. Um, is that make it difficult to make any like? Is there even progress to be made? And then if there is, like, is it make it difficult yeah. to make to have progress as a, as it's, like a people? Uh, it definitely makes it. They they completely hate each other. Like they went to war over this. Okay. So safe to say they don't. Yeah, like they don't each like each other. Um, and then he came out later and said, "What Israel is doing is wrong. This is just like mass killing." Mm-hmm. Um, so this you know they're just kind of saying what's going on. Yeah, it's Not really. it's, it's all over the place. And then so now you just I don't really know what the next few weeks is supposed to look like or yeah. what we think it will look like. What do you what do you see or what have you heard? Obviously, because you don't. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's tough. CIA, to, but yeah, it's, what do you think? Might be. It, if you are, dude, <laughs> this is a good way to get your message out. But yeah, um, it's it's tough to say. There's there's rumors that there's going to be a ground invasion, right? You don't amass three hundred thousand troops and all your tanks for for no reason. Right, we saw that in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Russians had a hundred thousand troops on the border. They said, "Oh, we're not going to invade." What are you guys talking about? And then they invaded the next day. <laughs> right, so you know, you got three hundred thousand Israeli troops on the Gaza border. Um, I think it's going to be very deadly for both sides because urban warfare is completely different from you know what 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 was happening in Afghanistan. Right, this is cities, a lot of places to hide, booby traps, anti tank mines. Uh, people in, in buildings with RPGs that can obliterate your tanks in seconds. So it's definitely going to be bloody on both sides. Um, and it, it very well could expand into a regional war, which could involve Hezbollah, which is in Lebanon. Mm-hmm. Um, just like how Palestine has the PLO and Hamas, you have like the Lebanese government and Hezbollah. Yeah. Right. Um, so Am you I got, wrong with uh, what, what I, is like Iran? Iran uh, too, involvement yeah. Involvement with... Um, yeah, with Hamas. Hamas. Yeah, Iran is backing Hezbollah, which is like the Hamas version in Lebanon. So that's, you know, the north of Israel. And they're also backing Hamas and Gaza. Um, on top of that, you have the people of the surrounding countries. Now, the governments are friendly with Israel. Doesn't mean the people are, right? You know, Jordan had a million people marching the streets to send them all to Palestine to fight in a war. Right, just because it's all anger. Yeah. In Egypt, um, there are people rallying to you know go to war with Israel. Um, the United States 
deployed two carrier groups to the Mediterranean. The USS Ford, which is like the most largest advanced aircraft carrier, that's there. F-35s are there. The most advanced U.S. Air Force jets are there. Um, Iran said to Israel, if you go into Gaza, we're going to declare war on you, which is probably bad for the whole world. Yeah. Because Israel has nukes and Iran says they don't have nukes, but I think they have nukes. Um, you got people in, in Yemen, in Saudi Arabia. Ugh. You got the whole Muslim world pretty much pissed off at Israel. Yep. All right. So it, it very well could lead to a whole new regional war. And that would be very, very bad for... I mean, obviously, Americans are going to back Israel. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. They're our greatest ally in the Middle East. So you're throwing in U.S. troops there already. Right? Um, you're going to have Egypt, Saudi Arabia, Qatar, Jordan. All of them are going to declare war on Israel. This is what I'm thinking, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously, the Gulf states have control of our oil. Mm. So, if you go to war, then, you know, gas prices are going to go up. <laughs> <laughs> Which, on the grand scheme of things, isn't, you know, it's not the worst thing to happen, but... Um, <laughs> but it's just like, you want to know what the saddest part about it is? Why I laugh? I laugh because things are crazy. Like, that... A president here mm-hmm. is going to try to avoid this at all costs yep not because someone might die but because you don't want but because they're like well if the gas prices go up while i'm in yep. office it's gonna look bad mm-hmm. dead serious that is like probably a thought yeah with whoever's gonna win next for yep. us oh god so this place is it, screwed it, up. it's gonna it could very well end up into a regional war mm-hmm. and the u.s just sent their new command and control ship which has like a direct line to washington dc like the pentagon yep and you don't send that ship to an area without knowing some shit's about to go down. Did we also, I think I saw Biden tweet something about support we're sending into Gaza. Yeah, he, he announced some, some aid. aid. Yeah. $100 million for yeah, yeah. aid. Like humanitarian aid. To, uh, to, to just all residents of Gaza? I think it's just like in terms of like food, medical supplies, okay. stuff like that. He also announced like another something billion for Israel. So he's... Um, that's like military aid, by the way. Yeah, it's so fascinating yeah. that I feel like um, whether you agree with it or not, I don't know if you're willing to say it, but like why why do we back Israel so adamantly? Because I feel like all I know from, yeah. like, you know, all of, again, I grew up with you. I've talked to you twice now. Yeah. I've never had someone that's, you know, is on the Israel side of things on the podcast, so... I'm just going to trust, but, like, why? Yeah. Like, why is the backing for Israel? It, 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 it's a good question. I think Not that it because, needs to be in Palestine's favor yeah. either, but, like, why are, we, why are we so adamant about backing Israel? Because I think Israel is, like, more of a democracy compared to all the other countries in the region. Yeah, okay. So it's just political. Syria had, has had a family-run dictatorship for the longest time. Saudi Arabia is literally a family that controls the, um, the country. Don't, those people that have like unlimited money, right? Uh, unlimited money. They're, I think their net worth unofficially is like a trillion dollars. That's insane. Yeah. They, they're they literally... Saudi Arabia is literally like in Arabic... In English, it's like the house of Saud. It's S-A-U-D. Oh, really? Yeah. Saud is the family name. No, really? So the country is called house of Saud. 
And the Saud family is... Saud family is the family like that's in home. charge of the country. Yeah. yeah. I did not know that. So that's why they have so much money. That's why they have so much money. Just, I mean, wow. on top of the oil, but it's yeah. a family run. Well, yeah, well, the oil is what... Yeah. yeah. It's a family run business, pretty much. But that's why, like, there's... Uh, interesting. Yeah. The house of Saud. Wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. And, and then... then um, Jordan, um, it's a kingdom, right? Their official name is, like, Kingdom of Jordan. Oh, okay. So you got the kingdom. Egypt is dictatorship. Israel is like the only country that has a democracy. And I think it was just mutual benefit. So the U.S. can have a, a presence in in Israel, in the region to counteract, you know, Russia's placement in Syria. Um, it's like the only country that they're friends with in the region. Yeah. On super friendly ties. Yep. So I think that's that's why we we back them so we can have a presence in the region that is that is west and Israel is a young country before 1940 it didn't exist. Yeah, right. Palestine, right? Or yeah, the, the Ottoman British. It was it used to be Ottoman, British, and then it was British mandated Palestine, then Palestine, then wars. And now it's now it's Israel and Palestine. So you know, we the United States practically raised Israel, right? Um, in terms of you know funding of the military infrastructure whatnot, so it's our, it's our child. Yeah, is that why we didn't we move our like the embassy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To a strictly like Israel. It used to be in Tel Aviv, the U.S. embassy, and which then, is a little more, which is like more like is which is under Israeli's control. Yeah, I mean, if you want to go into specifics, the whole Palestine is occupied, but that's like Israeli country. Yeah, right, Jerusalem. Where all three major religions clash. Oh, really? So um, it's like he it's moved it to more... Jerusalem. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which, so is that? What did you think of that? It's. It, I mean, me personally, I was like, okay, whatever. What can we do? Semantics. Yeah. Right. A lot of people got mad because Jerusalem is supposed to be like under UN rule ever since one of the wars, where the UN controls it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Palestinians don't control it. Israelis don't control it. But after the war, Israel took it over. And now they control it. Um, so he's basically, he was trying to say, like, this is Israel. Exactly, yeah. So. Can't. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of tough. That's it was more of just one. like a Saka type of move. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, um, all right, I got one one more little bit of a question for okay. you. And then we can wrap it up. Ah, wow. Okay. Um, but we can wrap it up after. I'm just wondering where, I might even cut this out because I feel like that was a good little ending. But I'm I'm wondering where did you get the idea and, like, the... Not the idea. Where did you get the motivation to have like some good military knowledge and understanding? And also, like, I feel like you, because I know you, the way you speak about some of these things, like you're very yeah. knowledgeable and like political understanding. And is it rooted in like your in being Palestinian? You think, or is uh, there... a little bit? A little Call bit. of Duty. Call of Duty. <laughs> what was it? Well, I only know how to use guns because of Call of Duty. Right. Of course. Of course. Um, Don't we all? <laughs> I know how to shoot an RPG because of Call of Duty. If they put us all into if, like, all those Call of Duty players, yep. they got a good little army yeah. if we all felt like it. Because yep. we know more than any generation prior ever mm-hmm. did. Do we got the muscle? Probably not. But we know more yeah, than definitely. all these other generations. If we ever did do a draft, they'd be fucked. Yeah, Whatever I think else I'd, would be fucked. Because be, we have caught. If we go to war with China or Russia, I'd just be shouting scoreboard the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> scoreboard. But yeah, where did you get the... Uh, so it's... The military understanding or political understanding. Political understanding, I mean, I, I've always heard my parents talk about it growing up because they've gone through their own wars. Um, 2008, 
my I was in second grade. Uh, there was another war going on, so my parents were always watching the news. So obviously, that's where it sort of started. Um, it was actually sort of like sixth grade, Mr. Villard's class. Yeah, and he he taught geography, and it just like it just like sort of opened up my eyes to the whole world. Yeah. So from there, it sort of expanded. No, Mr. Villard was seventh grade. Sorry, he was. Yeah. Um, Mr. Bordenaro sort of taught us like ancient world history, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, was was. She passed away. Rest in peace. I know. I heard. Rest in peace. Um, So you know, sixth grade sort of opened up my eyes to like all the ancient world stuff and how everything came together. Mess. What was that city that, like, the first like major city? Uh, Mesopotamia. Mesopotamia. Yeah. Um, First major civilization. So that opened up my eyes. Geography opened up my eyes a lot, lot more. Um, Eighth grade was more like U.S. history. So I never really paid attention. Yeah. Um, I hated that class. US like, history is like so recent that it's yeah, just like. Yeah, it was oh, like, like, it's so boring compared yeah. to like. It's been like 250 years, but the rest of the world has like, you yeah. know, thousands and thousands yeah, of yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of... I hate that class. Um, and then like getting into world history um, with Miss McMahon and taking a contemporary issues class with Mr. McMahon. Yes. Um, it, it's, it opened up my eyes. And in the meantime, like throughout that, I was going to like. Just learning so much more, and military always interested me. The the technology, the weaponry, tactics, like all that stuff. Mm. I really wanted to join the army. My mom never let me. Um, Happy about that? Uh, a little bit, sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. Yep. I, I like it'd be interesting to see like where all my life would have for sure. Through. Um. So, like, I was always reading up on the military and like I said, the tactics and weaponry. So it's always been like something that's definitely interested me. World conflicts and, and, you know, wars have always, I've always been paying attention to. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, just, just, just that, like going through when I worked at Raytheon to being exposed to so much technology that they built and what they do behind the scenes. It's always opened up my eyes. It's something that's always been interesting to me. Like yeah. I never, I was never interested in social uh, English or, math it was always like social studies world history conflicts how all these like have like everlasting effects mm. in the world like like we've seen today world war ii is partly the reason why we have this war happening right now mm-hmm. you know the british empire is why the middle east is a mess they divided up the middle east all right without accounting for the different sects within islam so like how in Christianity, I think there's like Christianity, there's like Orthodox, there's like yeah, Catholicism, Protestants. Protestants. Yeah. So imagine that in Islam, but everybody hates each other and they want to kill each other. <laughs> right. And if you look at the map of Middle East, there's perfect straight lines. And you know why they're perfect straight lines? It's because people in Europe took a ruler and a pencil and literally drew it on a ruler. Like, okay, this country will be Jordan. This country will be Syria. Within these within Syria, you have they're Kurds who didn't get a country. You have in Iraq. You have the Shiites and the Sunnites who hate each other and want to kill each other. Um, then you have Iraq and Iran, which Iraq is a majority Sunni country and Iran's a majority Shia country, right? So two different sects within Islam that want to kill each other. Of course, of course, and it's just like a lack of paying attention. Yeah, like diligence. You know, like it's just like a like a definitely like a something that wouldn't work today yeah i feel like the best thing that to come from like a social media era like a very information flowing yep. era is that there's 
checks and the checks and balances go beyond just like the like the people at the top that like have no sense of understanding. Yep. Uh, it's just like a lot of these things are way before this time, you yep. know. And if you like these this division that you have between a lot of these like Middle Eastern countries is because a bunch of white guys drew drew up yeah. the, the the fence. <laughs> it's just crazy. Literally. And then even just like um, Palestine and Israel as well. It's like it's just like a like hey, we'll give you this. Oh, we're gonna give you guys this. All right, yep. go for it. And they just let two two sides. It's like it's yeah. the promised land. It's more like it's the promised. So it's just land. it's it's never ending. It's gonna keep going. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the only thing that unites the Muslim world is this, the issue of Palestine. Yeah. Right. I mean, we saw it just in the last week. All these countries are rallying against uh, Israel. Right. So everybody hates each other. But yeah. the one thing that unites everybody is Palestine. Is, is, is hating Israel. That's kind of yeah. funny. So it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's tough. It's, it's never going to end. I, I mean, it's been happening 70 years. So. Right. But hopefully you all learned something yeah. in this time. At least you yep. get to learn a little bit. This is not an isolated incident. And yep. it will probably, this, more will more to come. This could, I'll probably see you in like two years again. Yeah, I'll see you in a couple yeah. of years, man. Yep. We'll, we'll, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. Under, under some better circumstances. Yep. It's hard to have worse circumstances than this. This is a really, this yeah. is a tough one. So, uh, but I appreciate you coming on and uh, talking about this, Malik. I know it's not easy. And I know that there's a lot that you need to work around yep. and it's uh it's difficult to be you sometimes uh, in a place like this or going back yeah to see i mean family. well you know but, one more thing is yeah please um i work i work with a, a youth program right yeah. and this youth program i'm in charge of like 30 kids and then which is like the high school boys and there's like middle school boys which is like another 30 or so kids and last saturday we gathered all into a room for our lecture which is part of the program and you know we're asking them how has this last week been for you guys? Right. And obviously everybody in this room is, is Muslim. And a large majority of them were raising their hands and they were raising their hands because they're facing hate at school. So Islamophobia, um, getting called terrorists. Um, one kid I know lost majority of his friends, right? Cause he lives in a predominantly, uh, Jewish school, uh, school system. Newton. Yep. So, obviously, you know, you're Jewish, you're going to support Israel. I mean, there are some people that support Palestine, right? Or sure. a two-state solution. So, and you know kids, they're, they're uneducated. They, they don't have both, all the perspectives. Yep. But it's the same thing as, as 9-11 or the Boston bombings, right? Where you're, the media is reporting one side of the conversation. You know, somebody did something bad. You're going to, these are the bad people. You know, you're going you're gonna to get hate for it. So, yeah. a lot of these kids, I say about 90% of them, face some sort of hate for, I mean, I, I, well, probably two of them are only Palestinian, right? So now you're just getting Islamophobia, you're getting hatred, bullying, harassment, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You have, you know, Muslim girls that wear the hijab are getting harassed on the streets. I know a girl, somebody put something on her car. It says like long live Israel or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's times like these where, you know, there's the, you know, there's stuff happening overseas but it has a, you know, a direct effect to what's happening here in America. Yeah. So it's sad to see. I've gone through it after the Boston bombings. I was going to say. Um, yeah. Even even growing up, you know, after after 9-11, right? I was born in February 2001, right? So growing up, there was still that, that mindset, 
of Muslims are terrorists. And, I, you know, I was born here. And like I said at the beginning, I don't have a suicide fest on. Yeah, right. Nothing. I'm your average American guy, did four years in college, went to American high school, whatever. So, you know, me growing, I grew up with that post 9-11, especially having a weird, weird name compared to all the other kids. Right. right? Abdul Malik, Abdul Malik, present. Yeah. Remember? Um, <laughs> present. Or even every single teacher. Malik, is Malik here? I'd be like, oh, no, it's Malik. It's Malik, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, growing up nine, after 9-11, that's what I went through. It started to die off. Then, boom, Boston bombings happened and the whole hatred, Islamophobia comes back. Yeah. Especially at being in Boston, right? I've... It was, I, got, I remember I got into a fight over this at uh, sixth grade. It was actually with... Who was it with? I think it was David Johnson. Probably, probably. <laughs> it was Dave Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was um, also on the podcast one time. <laughs> I, I watched that one. Yeah. Yeah, it was great to see him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He's a funny dude. <laughs> so, you know, Boston bombings happen. The whole Islamophobia comes back. And then it sort of like dies off again. And now you have the whole war that in Palestine and Israel that has everybody's attention. So now it's coming back again. So yeah. it's tough to see. It's not It's not affecting me directly. As much as but I to, Yeah, but I know a lot of people that are still going through yeah, it. Yeah, so, a lot of young people. It's sad. Yeah, it definitely is sad. I don't, you know, there's no, there's no room for anything like that. Um, you know, mm-hmm. especially me being someone that's like, I love to spread the positivity, spread the love. So, uh, yeah. if you can, you know, spread some love. It don't gotta be to 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 even a Muslim person. Just yeah. spread some love. Maybe they they they, you know, someone that would have been said something a little out of pocket. Maybe they got a little more love in their heart. Yep, and they won't. You know, that's uh, that's just the way that I think. Um, but yeah, man, I, I, you know, my heart's with you. My heart's with your Thank family. You. And uh, I just, and my heart's with all the people that, anybody that's lost anyone or had any issues. Yeah. I know yours is too. Hopefully we don't have to do this again too soon. It was wonderful to have you on. Did you enjoy as much as you could your time on the Dodcast for the second time in a row? Yeah, I feel honored to be back. Yeah, it's a, it, you're one of a few. You know, there's probably like only like three people that have been on twice. Yeah, maybe, maybe four. So... So maybe another, I'll see you in two years. Yeah, so, yeah, we'll see. yeah. Again, let's hope not. But uh, yeah, Malik, thank you very much thank for coming you, on, Dan. my friend. I Always. appreciate it. Hopefully you all learned a little something. I know I did. Uh, and yeah, 107 in the books. Peace out, everybody.